الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله اللهم لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك سبحانك اللهم لا نحسي فناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وضرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان لا يوم الدين وبعد الله تعالى سيدنا يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا ترفعوا أصواتكم فوق صوت النبي ولا تجهروا له بالقول كشجهر بعضكم لبعض تهبط أعمالكم وأنتم لا تشعرون Oh you who believe Don't raise your voices over the voice of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And don't blurt things out loud In the way that you would blurt things out loud to one another lest you nullify all of your deeds and you're not even aware of it. This is the adab Allah Ta'ala is teaching of Islam to the companions and to the rest of the ummah. Adab is the proper way to go about doing something. If you don't have adab when you do things, the rule is the nuqsan fil adab, nuqsan fil fa'ida. Any decrease or defect in adab is a decrease, a defect in the benefit that a person will draw from that interaction. In this particular case, the punishment for lacking adab with the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, lacking proper manners with him, lacking proper comportment with him, treating him as if he is just another person. The punishment is what? That all of your deeds will be nullified, the reward will be garbage, they'll be trashed. The only thing that we know of this will cause this punishment is what? It's kufr. It's to disbelieve in Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And indeed, the people who used to do this used to talk to the Prophet ﷺ as if he was just an average person. They are the munafiqeen, they are the hypocrites, the people who outwardly profess Islam, but inwardly, the blighted and sick and diseased reality of kufr is what they carry around with themselves in the heart. The blighted and diseased reality of disbelief. This adab starts with Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Ta'ala says in so many places in the book. وَمَا مُحَمَّدٍ أَبَا أَحَدٍ لِرِجَالِكُمْ Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is not the father of any of your men. وَلَكِ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَخَاتِمُ النَّبِيِّينَ وَخَاتِمُ النَّبِيِّينَ Both rewires are mutawatir. That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, is not the father of any of your men. He's not a 
one of you in that sense. Yes, he is a human. That I have, I, I have humanity in me. I am a human like you. But the point is, he is not a human like you in some aspect. And what is the difference? You I receive revelation. What is the difference? He's not the father of any of your men. Rather, he's the messenger of Allah and the seal of the prophets. He's the messenger of Allah and the last of the prophets. Which means what? Allah Ta'ala is telling us, don't treat him like you treat other people. Lest, that a person should have all of their deeds nullified and they're completely heedless, completely unaware. They have no idea what just happened. This adab is for Allah and His first messenger sallallahu alayhi wa It has to do with not just fulfilling the act of attending Jumu'ah, but it also has to do with how you sit. It also has to do with what you wear. It also has to do with whether you come on time or not. It also has to do with all of these things. A person can sit properly, wear good clothes, come on time, put perfume, take a bath, fulfill all of the outward sunnahs. It also has to do with what a person feels inside of their heart. It has to do with this belief that this sacred hour is not like any other hour in the week. What you receive in this sacred hour, you will not receive in any other hour of the week. What you receive in this sacred space, it's something you cannot receive in any other space. You can't receive it in any fancy building downtown. You cannot receive it in any house of government. You cannot receive it at a bank. You cannot receive it at a college or university. You can't receive it anywhere else. Only here, only now. And even if everything the khatib says, because you come to worship Allah Ta'ala, you don't come to worship the khatib. Even if the khatib says something in a language you don't even understand. You don't even understand which used to happen. Majority of the history of the Ummah, mashallah, we're different people, we live with one another, we mix with one another. We made you, created you from one male and female, and made you into many tribes and nations so that you may know one another. This used to happen during the history of the Ummah. Or do you think every time they had nice speaker systems with reverb in the back and all of that? Yeah. Somebody coming to Jumu'ah in a Jamit Masjid with 10,000 people present, do you think any of them are going to hear it except for very few people? But every single person, whether they could understand the khatib or they couldn't understand the khatib, whether they could hear the khatib or they couldn't hear the khatib, every single person who came with adab, with this knowledge, with this understanding, that I'm coming to this sacred time, to this sacred place to hear and to witness and to be present in this gathering, which is a gathering of the awliya of Allah Ta'ala. Every single person who sat with this adab, that person received the benefit. And the person who understood everything, there were people that could understand, they could hear, they could regurgitate word for word verbatim, verbatim, photographic memory. If they didn't have adab, they're not going to benefit. Now this is another issue that we have as a ummah, that we think that certain things happened 1400 years ago and now we live in the real world. Brothers and sisters, your realities and your difficulties are not greater than the realities and difficulties your forefathers went through. Your realities and your difficulties and their realities and their difficulties are not greater than the ones that the Messenger of Allah and his companions went through.
Or do you think the Mushrikeen of Quraysh just says, hey, yeah, you, you know, this thing, this Islam thing sounds good, let's all give it a try. Hey, everybody, just calm down, let's give it a try. Do you think when they left the Arabian Peninsula, the Romans and Persians said, we have thousands of years of imperial legacy, but let's give a try to these Arabs that nobody's seen or heard of before. Absolutely not. They were fought tooth and nail. People plotted and schemed, literally plots and schemes that would make mountains disappear. This adab is what carried the Muslims through all of those things as well. If a person can't have adab with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and benefit from Salat al-Jum'ah, how are they going to have adab with Allah ta'ala and be protected at the time of calamity, at the time of loss, at the time of fear, at the time of hunger and thirst, at the time of being attacked by their enemies? You have to practice somewhere, you have to get it from somewhere. This adab didn't end 1400 years ago. And it didn't end with the Messenger of Allah either. A person still shows adab to the Prophet when they go to visit Medina Munawwara. As-salatu as-salamu alayka ya Rasulullah. As-salatu as-salamu alayka ya Nabiullah. As-salatu as-salamu alayka ya Suratullah. Min khalqihi as-salatu as-salamu alayka ya Habiballah. Ashadu bi annaka. بلغت الرسالة وأديت الأمانة ونصحت الأمة فجزاك الله خيرا جز الله نبيا عن أمته. You can still show you still show this adab to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that you're not on a first name basis with him. You don't call him Muhammad. Imagine that Muhammad النبي أولى بالمؤمنين من أنفسهم وأزواجهم مهاتهم. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his wives are like the mothers of the believers. As for calling him like your father, that's not even enough. Rather, the reality of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is he has more right over you than you have over yourself. So you're not on a first name basis with him. We say his name when we're supposed to. La ilaha illallah, Muhammad rasulullah. Otherwise, if a person were to call their father by his first name, what kind of son would that be? Ya Rasulullah, Ya Nabi Allah, the Messenger of Allah said this, the Nabi of Allah said this. The companions who used to have adab with the Prophet they would arrest him. They wouldn't say, Ya Muhammad wa Riyadhu Billah. What would they say? Even though that was his name and it's a beautiful name. What would they say? The Abi wa Ummi. May my father and mother be your sacrifice, O Messenger of Allah, O Prophet of Allah. This is the adab that used to have. They had full adab, they got full benefit out of it. But it didn't end with him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Rather, the adab that is being described, it also extends to his walatha as well. It extends to his heirs as well, who are the heirs of the Prophet Ali Musallatu Wasalam. Al-Ulama'u waratha'u anbiya. Wa inna al-Ulama'u lam yuwarithu dinaran wa adirhaman wa inna ma waratha'u al-ilma thaman akhadahu akhadha bihaddin wafir. The people of knowledge are the heirs of the Prophet Ali Musallatu Wasalam. And the prophets indeed, they didn't leave behind coins of gold and silver. All they left behind was knowledge. So whoever has taken from that knowledge has taken a great share. So this means also when you meet somebody who has ilm, who has knowledge, even if you disagree with certain things that he says, or even if he says certain things that are matters of disagreement, you have to have what? You have to have adab. Who are the heirs of the prophets? The family of the Prophet Who are the heirs of the Prophet The Salihin. The people who have gotten their life straight. The people who are there in the masjid five times a day. The people who make dhikr. The people who show the outward sunnah and the inward sunnah in their speech and in their dress. And in their hal. When you come and visit such a person, you remember Allah, you remember the Rasul 
then don't treat them like one of you. Don't treat them like a normal person. This person is not the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but he has enough of that prophetic light inside of them. You have to have adab with them. You can't just treat them like just a regular person. And if you don't treat them well, you won't get any benefit from them. And you will benefit from them only as much as you treat them. As far as shortcomings, no one's perfect after the Prophet So if you see a person and you know this person has like X, Y, Z, 20 good things that they do, but you see that they're, you know, they don't take care of their teeth. Okay, then don't practice that. Don't follow that. Brush your teeth every day. Use your miswak, whatever. But the good things that you do, you also have to have adab in order to get the good things from somebody as well. Because none of us are perfect. All of us have need of something from somebody. Allah Ta'ala created the universe like that. All of us have need of something from somebody. All of us have, have need of something from somebody. This is how we help each other through this life in order to get to the hereafter. Otherwise, the scholars wouldn't teach and the students wouldn't learn and the rich people wouldn't donate and the skilled physicians wouldn't heal. Everybody would be on their own because they don't want to be bothered by one another. There's a great mercy in the system. But what pulls it all together is this adab. And unfortunately, it's something that is disappearing from people's sensibility. We have this idea that we live in a democracy and you know, we're all equal under the law. And there's good in this. There's good in equality under the law. But that doesn't mean all of us are equal. Children are not equal to their parents. Husbands and wives are not equal to one another. If two spouses are equal to one another, that's not husband and wife, that's husband and husband, wife and wife. Which may be popular with some people, but it's definitely something that has no place in Islam. Such a marriage will not produce anything. Such a marriage has no future. Such a marriage has nothing to do with the hereafter. In Islam, it's not even a marriage. We're not equal. The elder is not equal to the younger. Part of a person's ability to benefit is what? Is to submit, to be able to see. Someone has something I can benefit from them. Someone has something I can learn from them. Someone has something decent. Someone has something good inside of them. If I can submit to that good thing, the bad things, you can leave them. You don't have to submit to them. But if I can submit to the good in somebody, show them some sort of kindness, some sort of respect, Allah Ta'ala sees it. I'm not respecting them for their sake, I'm respecting them for the sake of Allah, Allah Ta'ala sees it. And there's khayr in it, Allah Ta'ala will give that benefit to a person that a person couldn't have had otherwise. Ittaqullah, yu'allimukum Allah. Fear Allah Ta'ala, He will teach you. He will teach you. Ittaqullah, you fear Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, yaj'allahu makhrajan, wa yarzukhu min haythu lam yahtasib. The person who fears Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah gives them an exit from their problems. And Allah Ta'ala gives them provision, money, money. Everybody loves money, right? Allah Ta'ala will give them money from the side that they didn't think was possible that they could have got money. Property, a wife, a husband, a car, a degree. All the things that we want, all of them will come to you. Fear Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, they'll come to you. And they'll come to you in a good way, in a way that they come to a Muslim. When they come, someone says, well, there are, I know plenty of people who don't fear Allah Ta'ala, they get all of these things as well. All of it is a debt that will be repaid to them, to Allah Ta'ala on the Day of Judgment, and they're not going to be able to be repaid. For us, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala gives us in this world as a gift. And all of our good deeds on the Day of Judgment will be repaid on that day. Theoretically, if you're going to go to Jannah forever, do you have a right to expect anything from Allah Ta'ala over here? No. The Rasulullah said this. 
the deeds of the believer are recompensed on the day of judgment. They're not recompensed over here. Rather, Allah gives you something to eat and something to drink so you can get by. This is like an, an hour you have to spend in a terminal. Like you're flying from New York to LA, so you have to spend an hour and a half on a layover in, in Denver. So here's five dollars to buy something from the airport, buy something to drink. That's what we get in this world. Our real place of reward is where? On the day of judgment, it will be forever. But a person still likes to receive things. Allah Ta'ala says, I'll show you. Rasulullah says, I'll show you how you get that as well. Fear Allah Ta'ala and He will give you, He'll increase in your risk. He'll increase in your provision. But how is a person going to have any benefit whatsoever? If they come to the people who spend their life studying the Quran, spend their life studying the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu spend their life praying, spend their life making the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala, the people spend their life serving the deen, the people spend their life serving the masjid, the people spend their life serving the poor and the sick, whoever is doing any good thing has any spark of light inside of them, and they say we're equal. How are you going to get any benefit? The deficiency in adab is a deficiency in benefit. The one last thing a person should remember is what? The person who says La ilaha illallah, that person enters Jannah. This La ilaha illallah is so valuable. Hadith of the Prophet Sahih Hadith of the Prophet you can find it in the Riyadh Salihin if you don't believe me, in the Bab of Raja. that a person will come on the day of judgment with 99 scrolls filled with sin. When unfurled, come out as far as the eye can see. And all of them in one scale pan. And then on the day of judgment, the only good deed, they say, what good deed does this person have? And a bitaka, which is the word like in Arabic, in the modern language, that they use for like a, like a script, like a small scrap of paper, like a driver's license or something like that, is bitaka. Idea is a bitaka shaksiya, right? They'll have a little bitaka, a little scrap of paper on which is written La ilaha illallah. And it will be put in the scale pan on one side and it will outweigh all of these sins. Obviously, this is not a, like a license to go crazy, right? A person who has any haqqal, any, any good sense will know that if you use it as a license to go crazy, you'll also lose the La ilaha illallah as well. But as long as you still have it, it's still valuable, isn't it? It's still more valuable than a person thinks. It's still more valuable than a thousand creatures can come and scare the daylights out of you from the hellfire. But you can always say, I still have this la ilaha illallah, right? Imagine then, if the point of adab is to benefit, if somebody Allah gave them this la ilaha illallah, He gives money to people He loves and He gives money to people He hates. He gives power to people He loves and He gives power to people He hates. He gives health and beauty to people he loves, and he gives health and beauty to people he hates. But he only gives la ilaha illallah to the person he loves. He doesn't give it to anybody who he hates. If someone who hates takes it, Allah will take it away from them before they die. Just watch. So what adab should you show to those people as well? Even if you don't like them. Even if they annoy you. Even if they bother you. Even if they look weird and smell weird and dress weird and you don't like them. What problem, what bother is it that you don't like them? If Allah Ta'ala loves them. So you even have a benefit from those people you can take. What is that benefit? You show adab to them. You look at the person and see the nur of la ilaha illallah Allah Ta'ala has hidden inside of their hearts. And you say, I show adab to this person, Ya Allah, for your sake. 
Imagine that person, what benefit they will get back. Not from the person you're showing other to. The person really might be as annoying as you think they are. But from who? Say it, Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us tawfiq. Walillahi alhamdu. Sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala. Sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammadin. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Qala Allah tabarak wa ta'ala fi kitabihi al-kareem. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu. Taqu allaha haqqa tuqatihi. Wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun. Wa sallaka Allah al-azum. Wa aqulu qawli hadha. Wa astaghfirullaha li wa lakum al-sa'il al-muslimin. Fastaghfiruhu. Innahu huwa rafafuru rahim. الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون ولا تكونوا كالذين نسوا الله فأنساهم أنفسهم أولئك هم الفاسقون وقال عز وجل في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال عز وجل في كتابه الكريم مخبرا عن مقام نبيه صلى الله عليه وسلم وأمرا بحقه إذ قال إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وارحم محمد وآل محمد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت ورحمت وبارك على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث وأصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين اللهم أعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبا على دينك اللهم يا مصلف القلوب صلف قلوبا على طاعتك اللهم إنا نسألك فعل الخيرات وترك المنكرات وحب المساكين وأن تغفر لنا وترحمنا وإذا أردت بعبادك فتنة فاقبضنا إليك غير مفتونين اللهم إنا نسألك من كل خير نسألك منه محمد نبيك صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من كل شر نستعاذك منه محمد نبيك صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسوان كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به وعف عنا وغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من جهد البلاء ومن درك الشقاء من سوء القضاء ومن شماتة الأعداء اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن ونعوذ بك من الجبن والبخل 
ونعوذ بك من العجز والكسل ونعوذ بك من غلبة الدين وقهر الرجال اللهم رب الفر ورحمة أنت خير الرحمين اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث أصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين ربنا اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقون بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم إنا عبادك وأبناء عبادك وأبناء إمائك نواصينا بيدك ماضل فينا حكمك عدل فينا قضاءك نسألك بكل اسم هو لك سميت به نفسك أو انزلته في كتابك أو علمته أحد من خلقك واستأثرت به في علم الغيب عندك أن تجعل القرآن الكريم ربيع قلوبنا ونور أبسارنا وجلاء أحزاننا وذهاب همومنا وهمومنا وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أذكر الله يذكركم ودعوه يستجب لك ثم لذكر الله أكبر وأقيم الصلاة اللهم